0: section 40 of letters to his children by theodore roosevelt this librivox recording is in the public domain read by mark his pillow fights with the boys white house march 19 1906 darling kermit during the four days mother was away i made a point of seeing the children each evening for three quarters of an hour or so archie and quentin are really great playmates one night i came upstairs and found Quinton playing the pianola as hard as he could while archie would suddenly start from the end of the hall where the pianola was and accompanied by both the dogs race as hard as he could the whole length of the white house cling to the other end of the hall and then tear back again another evening as i came upstairs i found archie and quentin having a great play chuckling with laughter archie driving quentin by his suspenders which were fixed to the end of a pair of woolen reins then they would ambush me and we would have a vigorous pillow fight and after five or ten minutes of this we would go into mother's room and i would read them the book mother had been reading them the legend of montrose we just got through it the very last evening both skip and jack have welcomed mother back with frantic joy and this morning came in and lay on her bed as soon as she had finished breakfast, for she did not come down to either breakfast or lunch, as she is going to spend the night at Baltimore with the Bonapartes. I was so interested in your reading Phineas Finn that I ordered a copy myself. I have also ordered De Quincey's works, as I find we have not got them at the White House. Sorrows of Skip White House, April 1st, 1906 Darling Archie, poor Skip is a very, very lonely little dog without his family. Each morning he comes up to see me at breakfast time, and during most of breakfast, which I take in the hall just outside my room, Skip stands with his little paws on my lap. Then, when I get through and sit down in the rocking chair to read for fifteen or twenty minutes, Skip hops into my lap and stays there, just bathing himself in the companionship of the only one of his family he has left. The rest of the day he spends with the ushers, as I am so frightfully busy that I am nowhere long enough for Skip to have any real satisfaction in my companionship. Poor Jack has never come home. We may never know what became of him. An Interesting Circus Experience. White House, April 1st, 1906. Darling Ethel, I haven't heard a word from the two new horses, and I rather believe that if there had been any marked improvement in either of them, I should have heard. I gather that one, at least, and probably both, would be all right for me if I were twenty years younger, and would probably be all right for Ted now but of course as things are at present i do not want a horse with which i have an interesting circus experience whenever we meet an automobile or one which i cannot get to go in any particular direction without devoting an hour or two to the job so that it looks as if old rusty would be good enough for me for some time to come i am going out on him with senator lodge this afternoon And he will be all right and just as fresh as paint, for he has been three days in the stable. But today is just a glorious spring day, March having ended as it began with rain and snow, and I will have a good ride. I miss Mother and you children very much, of course, but I believe you are having a good time, and I am really glad you are to see Havana. A Big and Lonely White House White House, April 1st, 1906 Darling Quinty qui Slipper and the kittens are doing finely. I think the kittens will be big enough for you to pet and have some satisfaction out of when you get home, although they will be pretty young still. I miss you all dreadfully, and the house feels big and lonely and full of echoes with nobody but me in it, and I do not hear any small scamps running up and down the hall just as hard as they can, or hear their voices while i am dressing or suddenly look out through the windows of the office at the tennis ground and see them racing over it or playing in the sandbox. i love you very much a new puppy and a new horse white house april twelfth nineteen o six dear kermit last night i played tickly in their room with the two little boys as we rolled and bounced over all three beds in the course of the play not to mention frantic chases under them i think poor mademoiselle was rather appalled at the result when we had finished archie's seven weeks old saint bernard puppy has come and it is the dearest puppy imaginable a huge soft thing which archie carries around in his arms and which the whole family love yesterday i took a first ride on the new horse roswell Captain Lee going along on Rusty as a kind of a nurse. Roswell is not yet four, and he is really a green colt, and not quite the horse I want at present, as I haven't had time to fuss with him, and am afraid of letting the sergeant ride him, as he does not get on well with him, and there is nobody else in our stable that can ride at all. He is a beautiful horse, a wonderful jumper, and does not pull at all he shies pretty badly especially when he meets an automobile and when he leaves the stable or strikes a road that he thinks will take him home and is not allowed to go down it he is apt to rear which i do not like but i am inclined to think that he will get over these traits and if i can arrange to have lee handle him a couple of months more and if ted and i can regularly ride him down at oyster bay i think that he will turn out all right mother and i walk every morning through the grounds which of course are lovely not only are the song sparrows and robins singing but the white-throated sparrows who will i suppose soon leave us for the north are still in full song and this morning they waked us up at daybreak singing just outside the window a quentin anecdote white house april twenty second nineteen o six dear kermit Ted has been as good and cunning as possible. He has completely recovered from the effects of having his eye operated upon. And though the eye itself is a somewhat gruesome object, Ted is in the highest spirits. He goes back to Harvard today. As I write, Archie and Quentin are busily engaged in the sandbox, and I look out across the tennis ground at them. If ever there was a heaven-sent treasure to small boys, that sandbox is the treasure. It was very cunning to see the delight various little children took in it at the egg rolling on Easter Monday. Thanks to our decision in keeping out grown people and stopping everything at one o'clock, the egg rolling really was a children's festival and was pretty and not objectionable this year the apple trees are now coming into bloom including that big arched apple tree under which mother and i sit by the fountain on the stone bench it is the apple tree that mother particularly likes did quentin write his poems after you had gone i never can recollect whether you have seen them or not he is a funny small person if ever there was one the other day we were discussing a really dreadful accident which had happened a Georgetown young man, having taken out a young girl in a canoe on the river, the canoe upset and the girl was drowned. Whereupon the young man, when he got home, took what seemed to us an exceedingly cold-blooded method of a special delivery letter to notify her parents. We were expressing our horror at his sending a special delivery letter, and Quentin solemnly chimed in with, quote, "Yes, he wasted ten cents." End quote. There was a moment's eloquent silence, and then we strove to explain to Quentin that what we were objecting to was not in the least the young man's spendthrift attitude. As I walk to and from the office now the terrace is fairly fragrant with the scent of the many-colored hyacinths which Mother has put out in boxes on the low stone walls. End of Section 40